0: Hello, hello. This is Tyler and you are listening to the Analytive Podcast. Today's episode is a bit special. Um, It is a re-recording of a talk that I gave last week at Fort Collins Startup Week. Um, The topic is Digital Ads 201, Stop Spending Money Without Getting Results. In it, I break down some of the thinking um, that I share with my team often whenever we get ready to put Uh, Ad campaigns into market. So, this is going to be a platform agnostic talk, meaning it'll work on Facebook, Google, LinkedIn. I just really talk about the strategies and how um, to meet people psychologically where they are in the buying process, right? I think that's super important because so many times, small business owners and even marketers who are experienced, we miss um, where the customer actually is. Instead, we're focused on the ads themselves or the platform or some nuance in the platform. But instead, it makes way more sense. For us to actually focus on the buyer, right? I mean, they're the ones that are making the decision. And so in this uh, talk, I break down a lot of my thoughts around courting buyers, around engaging with buyers during the buying process and dividing them kind of into low, um, medium and high intent um, and break down the different platforms and how they are used. So I'm super grateful for Fort Collins Startup Week for having me. That was what this talk was born out of. The actual talk was with an audience um, in a room with a lot of questions. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to record that. So I did a quick update for you guys and sort of a little webinar type process here. So there's no live audience, but it's really the meat of what I discussed. Um, if you have additional questions, feel free to reach out to me, uh, Tyler underscore Brooks on Instagram or uh, Tyler at Analytive. That's A-N-A-L-Y-T-I-V-E.com. Tyler at Would love to hear from you. And so without further ado, here is Digital Ads 201, Stop Spending Money Without Getting Results. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to my Fort Collins Startup Week talk. This is Digital Ads 201, Stop Spending Dollars Without Getting Results. So um, for those of you who maybe have been living under a marketing rock, the past decade or so. Um, There's a huge, huge, huge opportunity with digital advertising, right? Um, And today, I'm really going to break down how I see that opportunity, um, some of the ways that I think about what we're seeing in in the digital advertising space in particular, and I'm talking primarily about paid ads, not organic or search or social media, but paid ads. Um, And the opportunity is huge, right? So we can target nearly anyone, right? If, If that person uses the web, you know, whether they use Facebook or Instagram, or LinkedIn, or just, you know, get on and check the news. Um, There's an opportunity to target nearly anyone online. And it's an amazing opportunity that you have to reach people who could be, um, should be maybe buyers of your particular product or service, a very, very powerful opportunity right? Again, super deep targeting, right? So if you're interested in people who, um, are, you know, interested in old Corvettes, right? You could target those people in a way that you never really could before, except with maybe the most, um, the most niche publications, right? Um, and it's fairly cheap comparatively, right? In the old days, you would have to spend 500,000, couple thousand dollars just to sort of test your hypothesis on what's going to work and what isn't going to work, right? But today, um, digital ads are, are fairly cheap. Now they're getting more expensive, right? So that's sort of the downside, but compared to what it used to be, or compared to having to create an ad and, you know, run it for three months or six months. Now we can test with just a hundred dollars or less 50 to a hundred dollars to see who engages with our ads and how they engage with our ads. Um, and that leads me to my next point which is rapid testing and iteration right we are able to do rapid testing and iteration to um, build out and refine ad campaigns quicker than we ever have before right so that's the opportunity But there are also some downsides with digital ads and and a lot of people don't talk about these and i think it does a disservice to the whole industry when we don't talk about these so the first one is digital ads are getting pricier right as bigger and bigger uh companies enter the race and the barriers to entry come down so not only do we have big companies willing to spend potentially millions of dollars or more You know, if we look, um, I'm recording this in 2020, you know, Mike Bloomberg between Facebook and Google and a lot of the digital ad platforms just in a few months spent uh, some estimates say almost a billion dollars, maybe 700 million. I've heard different numbers, but the fact is that big players both, you know, not just political, but there's also big companies can get in and they can spend a whole lot of money really fast. And so that's going to bid up pricing. Uh, Another downside is the adoption of ad blockers. As more and more people get bombarded with ads and more and more people become tech savvy, um, we see adoption of ad blockers. And this is particularly common with certain demographics. So a highly technical demographic. So for example, if you're trying to reach developers, um, we see a lot of ad blockers in that uh, that area um, in particular, or just kind of tech savvy people in general. We're also seeing steep competition, right? Again, this relates to the priciness of it. There's a lot of competition. Because the barriers to entry are so low, basically anyone, right, truly anyone can go in and set up an ad account right now. Um, The competition is really steep. And of course there's more restrictions on what you can and can't say. Now for most businesses, this isn't going to matter, but if you're in the beauty industry or the health and wellness industry, or in like the money-making industry, um, there are certain restrictions on what you can and can't say, right? Um, And so you just have to be very aware of that. If you happen to be in those industries, for most of us, it's not going to be a major issue. Um, But if you do operate, so if you sell real estate or sell real estate training or anything like that, you have to be very particular with what you can and can't say. And given with what has happened politically, um, a lot of the platforms are becoming much more politically sensitive as well. Okay. So there's still massive opportunity, massive upside, but I don't want to do anyone a disservice and I want to make sure we actually highlight the downsides as well. And of course the most common downside is that ads are just very much becoming noise on these platforms. Right. I mean, it's hard to cut through all the noise when anyone can buy an ad for any reason, you know, at a very, very affordable cost. There becomes um, basically a lot of noise on these platforms. So in order to do good advertising, right, you have to be able to cut through the noise. All right. Well, let me tell you a little bit about me. Um, so my day job is running Analytive, which is a digital marketing agency. That's A-N-A-L-Y-T-I-V-E, Analytive.com. We manage hundreds of thousands of dollars in ad spend every year. Um, we've managed ads on a variety of platforms with Google, both search and display, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and a whole lot of other ones that we've experimented with um, throughout our time. Um, so. Yeah, so we know all of these platforms really well. We spend a lot of time advertising on them. And what also makes us unique is not only do we have a a wide experience across platforms, we've also worked with small businesses, right? Budgets as low as $500 on ad spend, just to sort of see what we can do and what we can come up with. And we've often been very successful on certain platforms with a small budget, you know? So we've worked with, like I said, up to companies spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a year all the way down to people spending you know, $500 here and there um, on small stuff. So we have quite uh, a broad experience across all of these spectrums and I'm going to basically break down today what I see works, what doesn't work, um, and a lot of the mistakes that I see and, and really try and do a 201 level on the ads. So here's what you'll not get from this talk though. This is not a do this magic thing and I promise everything in your life will be alright approach. Right? I mean, you can open up your Instagram account, and if you've ever even thought about Facebook ads, you're going to see uh, experts, you know, quote-unquote gurus, who are offering their you know, one-stop magic solution to how they run ads. Right? Um, sure, I mean, there's a lot to learn. A lot of people are really good at running ads, and I never want to diminish that. But this talk is not about some magic secret hack in order to be able to run uh, great ads, and I'm not going to have time to do a deep dive into each platform. Okay, you know, Facebook ads has nuances, LinkedIn has nuances, Instagram nuances, Google search nuances, all of these platforms have nuances that we simply don't have time to cover. But here is what you will get from this talk right? Or what at least I would like to give you. It's my goal to give you. And the first one is a framework on how to think about digital advertising, right? There are tons of platforms, tons of opportunities for all the different ads. So I'm going to give you a framework on how to think about digital advertising and particularly how I think about digital advertising when working with new clients. Um, And I also want to give you the ability to meet your prospect where they are in the sales journey, right? Most of this talk, we're going to be talking not about the platforms, but we're going to talk about the prospect, We're going to talk about the person who's actually seeing your ads. You know, he or she is, you know, out and about. They're um, scrolling through Instagram. You know, they're sitting at home on their laptop or their iPad, whatever happens. But we're going to talk about meeting them where they are at any given moment because that's the most important thing. Right, if you don't if you don't approach your buyer in a way that works for them in the moment that they're they're in at any given time, then you're just gonna struggle no matter what. I mean, you could have the best platform techniques, but if you don't understand exactly what each an individual is up to and sort of the mindset and the psychology behind their buying, it's gonna be an uphill battle. Okay, so um let's go ahead and jump into sort of the meat of it right so success on any marketing platform is a function of a couple different things and really it's the right people right the targeting how to target the right people and the right message, the creative. So we need to make sure we have the right people seeing the right message, you know? And of course there's other things like the right time and frequency and um, a lot of those different metrics. But generally, if you show the right people, the right message, right, the right targeting, show them the right creative, you're going to succeed over time. So let's start with, first of all, finding the right people. Let's talk about targeting. Okay. And what I'm not going to talk about is a lot of the things that you'll hear sort of experts or gurus talk about where maybe they're digging into like interest targeting or um, like, oh, if you know, you like people who like one or two different things, whatever, right? So we're going to talk about different types of targeting and I'm going to divide this up into three categories. Okay. And for the rest of this talk, I'm always going to kind of put people into these three categories. This is going to be Um, the lens or the framework, if you will, on how we break them up. So the first category that we care about is high intent searches. Okay. I'm going to talk about that in a second. The next category is medium intent. And then of course we have low intent. Okay. So high intent is when the prospect is ready to make a purchase or they are actively shopping, right? They are in the mindset that they are looking for exactly what you're offering in this moment. They are in shopping mode. Right? they are ready to buy okay the most common high intent platform is google search ads um, so if you're following along visually um, you'll see that i have google ads giant in the middle of the screen right because they own you know 90 plus percent of this market if you're really wanting to get high intent google is the way to do it okay and then of course we have bing ads as well and any other search-based advertising but by far and away the biggest platform that we see over and over and over is google Okay. They're the most common high intent platform. So as an example, right, if you search for brown teddy bears, you'll see ads for brown teddy bears. You'll see Google shopping ads, right? Because this is an e-commerce transaction, you know, brown bears, you know, stuffed animals, things like that on the sidebar. Okay. These are all high intent searches. If someone's searching for a brown teddy bear, there's a good chance they're looking to buy a brown teddy bear right now or in the very near future okay um, another example would be if you search for email marketing software, just uh, again, as a kind of generic example, you know, um, constant contact shows up, um, active campaigns, some of these you know are, are pretty big buyers and they are competing on keywords around email marketing software. They are trying to get your business and they know if someone is searching for email marketing software, they are in the process of making a decision. okay? So these are high intent searches. Right, or high intent buyers, and search is the number one way to get in front of high intent buyers by far and away, okay? So let's move on then to moderate intent, right? So moderate intent is reaching prospects who have already shown some general interest in what you're offering, okay? Now, let's give a couple examples, right? Uh, The two that I like to think about with moderate intent targeting are retargeting or remarketing. It's, you know, the vernacular in the industry changes, but these remarketing campaigns, right, are people who have visited your website or maybe signed up for your email list or have liked your uh, page on Facebook, maybe watched a video or a piece of content that you've created. Um, And then you can go out and show them ads. So they've already raised their hand, right? We've tracked them and we've said, okay, these people are interested in what we're selling somehow, maybe through search, maybe through just curiosity, um, maybe through organic social or or organic search. At some point, they ended up on the site, but they didn't buy, right? They didn't buy right now. And so we want to go out and we want to retarget to them or remarket to them. So again, site visitors are the most common. And we like to actually break this down a little bit further and say, oh, maybe, um, you know, we have a client that sells copper mugs. So if they... um uh visit the web or excuse me the wedding page for copper mugs we were going to target them with a very specific offer around wedding you know email list subscribers would be another one we can export that list we can upload it to google facebook linkedin you know create lookalike audiences from it there's a lot of things we can do in sort of this moderate intent category where people have shown interest in the past right so they're not a completely cold audience um, but we still want to engage with them and maybe they haven't taken all the steps that we want them to take yet to become a customer Okay. So remarketing, huge opportunity there. Um, the second one is in-market segments. Okay. In-market segments. Um, so this is a uh, basically a way to target people who are actively searching for a particular product or service. Um, um, Google also calls these, a similar type of audience would be custom intent audiences. So we can say, okay, people who have searched for Um, trucks for sale, right, in that keyword in a particular geographic region, we can then show them our ads. And not that they are searching for it right now, so this is different than high intent, but say they have searched for it in the past week or the past couple weeks or the past 90 days, if they've searched for trucks for sale, right, then we can show them when they're later on CNN or whatever their preferred news sources, we can show them pictures of trucks for sale. Right. And we can see past searches um, and these people we know are, are in market, meaning they're actively shopping for something. Okay. So like a really basic retargeting example is someone visits your website. Right. And then they go to a different website, you know, not your website, and they see your ad, you know, um, it could be that they go on Instagram and they see your ad on Instagram because we've pixeled them on their, on your website. Maybe again, they're reading the news they're doing something, um, but somehow through our remarketing example, we have uh, the ability to sort of of show them what we're looking at. Okay, so same with in-market examples. Someone is shopping for teddy bears. Later on another website, they see an ad for teddy bears. Okay, all right, so then low intent, right? So we talked about high intent. That's basically people who are searching now. Uh, Moderate intent, people who have searched for it in the past or have at least engaged with your content in the past. And now we move on to low intent. And these are people who aren't looking for you or your products. They may not know you exist. They may not right now care that you exist. Okay. So first of all, this low intent audience is the hardest to make work from an ad standpoint right? I mean, the truth is with Google ads, with especially high intense search ads, um, it's not easy, but it's a lot easier to make um, high intense search ads work. It just becomes a lot more expensive, right? Because it's a zero sum game. There's only so many people searching for your particular product or service at any given point. You know, it's an auction based system, you're bidding against everyone else. Um, so prices are going to go up quite a bit, but if, if you're good, you can capture a good section, a good segment of that market. Okay. Now, on the flip side, low intent is the hardest to make work because people aren't actually searching for you. You have to interrupt them and basically say, hey, buy our stuff, sign up for our stuff. Um, So it's the hardest to make work. But when you do it, it can lead to massive dollars, right? Because the pool is much, much, much bigger. And generally, it's going to be much less competitive because um, it's hard to make work. Okay. So. Um, so that's a low intent audience, you know, so really anyone that isn't in the high or moderate intent audiences defaults to the low intent audience, right? If they're not searching for you, if they don't know you exist, they are in a low intent audience. So this audience at any given moment uh, is potentially huge, but we have to be able to make it work. Okay. So that's the high level targeting. So now I'm going to shift into the creative. Okay. And after this, we'll show some examples. <clears throat> All right. So we have um, targeting. So now we need to show them the right message. Okay. So a little bonus tip here. Um, this isn't a copywriting course in the sense of I'm not going to teach you how to write ads or um, write great landing pages. That's well be on the scope of this little talk here. But one little trick that I recommend is always lead with emotion and then use logic, right? Whether you're selling B2B, B2C, I mean, it's all about the emotion. It's about how you make people feel especially with low intent audiences, but with any of them, if you can make people feel valued, if you can make them feel important, if you can make them feel strongly, you know, um, both love or fear, right? Um, You know, cast the vision of a better future or, you know, make them concerned about, you know, something that they're not, uh, they don't have, right? Really, really powerful emotion. And then, so for these creatives, I'm gonna break it up again into high, medium, and low intent. Okay, so let's start with high intent. Okay, so if you have a high intent audience, right, like we talked about with Google, what do you need to actually have in your creative to help capture them? So the first thing is I often, almost always, I'll put it that way, um, go direct to purchase you know so with a lot of low intent audiences it's going to be you know follow us on facebook sign up for you know our email list do something like that it's very different with high intent searches i almost always want to go direct to purchase right um or whatever the the closest thing to purchase is for you if it's b2b you want to go to you know sign up to um an email list or something of, of that nature right again uh well, this this is what we call a macro conversion Right. And a macro conversion is anything that leads directly to revenue for your business. Um, Also, as far as information, you only want to give them the info that they need to purchase. You don't want to overwhelm them with information. Maybe they are shopping, but you just want to give them enough information, right, to get them to take the action that you want. Right. You want them, you know, to either buy, to have a phone conversation with you, to sign up, you know, to get a fact sheet, something like that. I mean, you want to move them down the purchase pipeline as quickly as, as possible. I also recommend for both ads and landing pages here you only ever have one single ask, right? One single ask. What that means is you're not out there, you know, saying, "Oh, sign up for our newsletter and like us on Facebook and buy our product." No, you're going for a single a single ask, right? For that one macro conversion. Because if we've targeted them right, they are in that high intent bucket. We already know what they're looking for. They are looking for your product or service. So, you just need to be provide it to be the best option that they have at any given moment. Okay? So, yeah, high intent audiences from search almost always go directly for the purchase. Give them exactly what they want and have only one ask. Okay? Now, let's talk about medium intent or moderate intent. Okay? This one's a bit trickier, right? Because you have people who are crazy active searchers that maybe didn't convert right away and you have people that are a little less sold maybe on your product or service, right? And so um, this is where I spend a lot of time experimenting with different offers. So the first one I always try is a direct to purchase offer, right? Similar to what I do with high intent, put the ad in front of them, give them the opportunity to buy, give them enough that they need to make a decision and see if that works. Okay. I usually start there. Um, the second one then is to give them additional information about the product. So a simple example might be, um, you know, maybe they needed more information. Maybe they need a, a comparison with your competitors. Maybe they need more testimonial videos. I don't know what they need, you know. So I like really experimenting with like, what are the things that are missing, right? If we offer them the same product or service, what, why didn't they make the decision before? How do we answer any questions or, or deal with any objectives that they have? Let's do that right here. Um, conversely, you can show them similar products. So you know, maybe they saw a product and they looked at the blue dress, but maybe you want to show them a picture of the red dress, right? Maybe um, the offer originally was, you know, request for quote. Maybe it's like now talk to a salesperson, right? Something a little different. Um, And then if those don't work, this is also where I try uh, what's known as a lead magnet, right? So a webinar, a PDF, a download, something to really get them to engage with us, to sign up, to raise their hand and say, yes, Tyler, I'm definitely interested. Um, We already know they're interested. We're just trying to get them to take action, to get them a little further down the funnel for us. Okay. So that's how I approach medium intent audiences. Okay. So now let's move on finally to then low intent, right? So our lowest intent audience, um, this would be called cold traffic. These are people who aren't shopping for you and they don't know that you exist. So the first thing is use emotion and curiosity to interrupt the pattern, right? Like what, why should they click on your ad? It has to be engaging. It has to be a headline. It has to be a strong offer. It has to be something that makes them ready and willing to actually click on your ad, okay? For small purchases, say less than $50, you know, this is popular between like $7 and maybe $37, you can try direct to sale, right? If it's a what we would call like an impulse buy, so if someone is going to see your ad, then want to just buy it right away, you can try direct to sale. Um, you know, for larger ticket items, say over $50, and again, these are guidelines, not hard and fast rules, but for over $50, Generally, what we're going to see is that uh, folks aren't going to buy right away. Instead, you need to get them to sign up for a webinar. You need to get them trained. You need to, you know, make them a crazy special offer. Get them on your email list. You need to sort of warm them up, right, to your product. Most people aren't going to go out and buy a three hundred dollar um, purchase, right, unless it's an amazing deal, um, like maybe a Groupon or something like that. Okay. Um, Often with low intent audiences, we use what we call a micro conversion, again, like a lead magnet, email sign up, engagement on social media, something like that to actually start building the relationship with them. And the low intent audience from time to time, you know, I don't recommend spending lots of money on it for small businesses. And this goes into sort of my, my theories of marketing, but this is also where you would focus on branding. Okay. So branding is typically a, a low intent, you know, showing them just engaging content. Maybe you don't ask them for um, any particular action, but you show them, um, you know, branded type content to get them familiar with your brand and what you guys stand for. Okay. All right. So now uh, that's kind of the theoretical part of this thing. Now I'm going to try and flesh out, um, put some flesh on the bones, if you will, and show you some of our favorite funnels. And again, I'm going to be looking at them through these three lenses, high intent, medium or moderate intent and low intent so let's start with high intent okay so um in this case the keyword that i would search for because again we're looking at google search ads in this case is drip campaigns for business okay fairly straightforward. Um, It's people who are either looking for the software, the tools, or the the company, or the techniques to do drip campaigns. And for those of you who don't know what a drip campaign is, a drip campaign is when someone engages with a piece of content that you have, you know, signs up for an email list, and then you automatically send them a series of emails, you know, and drip content to them over the next few days, right? So here's an ad that shows up right away, you know, drip.com. Um, e-commerce CRM so much more than email blast has a nice pricing and plan so people can jump right into pricing again they're going directly for the sale here okay and if we go down this is a quick screenshot of their landing page it's actually not a great landing page not a bad landing page Um, you know get more loyal customers from your email marketing says you know do a a tour has name email company list size etc all of this is Uh, in there. So thoughts on this overall, I think they did a pretty good job and you'll see they do push directly to the sale. To me, I'd want to see more testimonials. I'd want to see a little bit more about it because I'm not quite ready to commit. Um, and you know, maybe they've tested this, maybe they haven't. So yeah, so I give this landing page like a B, a B minus, um, not a crazy strong offer. Um, all you get's a tour. Um, yeah, like there's not um, a lot of testimonials or things like that. I think they could do a lot better job. So their ads are pretty good. I'd give their ads, you know, uh, a minus maybe Um, could lead with a little more emotion there or, uh, and then their landing page. Yeah. Maybe like a B minus. I don't think they have that great of a landing page. I'd want to look at, uh, look at some other options for them. Okay. So that's an example of drip. All right. So now let's go to uh, our next keyword, which is plumbers in Phoenix. Again, just picked a random metro. Um, this is definitely in the B two C, not the B two B, and you also have a lot of localized listings here. But here's an example of an ad, right? Ben Franklin Plumbing, AZ plumber. Uh, okay, ad, not great, but you know they have a big budget, so they're bidding a lot on it. Um, and then if we go to their landing page, so the thing is right here, they have tons of information. They have a couple, you know, good calls to action schedule. They have the phone number, but generally, um, I, you know, they send you to just the homepage of the website, or at least the homepage for the local, uh, company. I would push harder for the conversion. I'd give people fewer options. I would, I'd take out the refer a friend button. I'd make schedule service, um, much, much, much uh, m- more front and center and really make sure that we were promoting the actual sale or the engagement. Um, cause if people are searching for plumbers, you know, they're shopping again, testimonials and they have a long page here. I think they have a few testimonials on the bottom, but I think there's too many options, right? There's too many options here. I would just go for one, maybe two options. Okay. All right. So now let's move into sort of the land of e-commerce when it comes to Google search. So the keyword in this case, I just picked a, a random product is best tow strap, right? So for those people who maybe run a towing company or just have you know an off-road vehicle, they want to keep a tow strap. Um, best tow strap. So here's an ad, right, for U.S. Cargo Control. Again, don't know anything about these companies, just pick them at random. So the nice thing is they actually have a rating, right? Reviews overall. So that's really good. They have a 4.7 star review. So that's really solid um and it takes you to this landing page um so uh not bad right and so this ad because we didn't specify exactly what kind of toe strap we're looking for um they take us to a bit of a generic landing page okay so um i think there's a huge opportunity right though right here in the middle of the landing page there should be if you don't know what kind of toe strap you need click here right because they have you know custom lengths and sizes give our experts a call so they're trying to get people on the phone um, what I would do is I would link out here to an article I create an article for you know basically every kind of common jeep or pickup truck or off-road vehicle ATVs etc says okay what kind of Card you have, okay. I have a 2018, you know, Ford F-150 Crew Cab Four Wheel Drive. Okay, we recommend this tow strap for you know light duty. This one for heavy duty. Uh, from there, so that people know exactly what they're looking at, because now they have to sort of predict, like, okay, you know, how much do I need um, a five thousand or an eight thousand or a sixteen thousand? Like, how many pounds do I need? So I think they missed a huge opportunity here. By not being the guide, right? And, and instead of just showing people um, various toe straps, I think by them becoming the guide and making recommendations based on someone's feedback, uh, I think it would be uh, a great opportunity for them. Okay. So if you also search for best toe strap and you don't click on the top ads, but you click on sort of the sidebar ads, you'll see ads that look like this. Again, this is U.S. cargo control. Now this is a very particular toe strap, right? So instead of sending the user to an index page, you know, we send them right to this four inch by 20 foot recovery strap, um, which is perfect. Takes, you know, them exactly where it needs to go. Again, probably could have a little more information on this page, but overall from an e-commerce standpoint, not bad. Okay. So Yeah, so those are just some things I would think about if you do any kind of e-commerce, even though people are shopping and maybe they're ready to convert sometimes, especially if it's a generic term and we know people maybe aren't ready to buy. um, So if they're not looking for, you know, 20 foot toe strap, but just best toe strap being the guide, right? And giving them a ton of value up front can be extremely helpful. All right. So that is our high intent audiences. Now let's move on to our medium intent audiences. Okay. So here's an example that i love of medium intense this is a guy named sam ovens who runs consulting.com and so this is a retargeting type ad and the ad says hey it's sam i received your survey but it looks like you forgot to select a time for a call click below to select your time blah 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 okay So what happened is, is this is an ad targeted at people who have actually engaged with them, right? They they took the survey and the last part of the survey is to actually schedule a call. Well, they never finished the last part, right? They took the survey and then they left. So, you know, they've pixeled these people, they've put them in an audience and now they're targeting them with ads that says, hey, you know, we received your survey, but you didn't get all the way through. Right? Really helpful because maybe something happened. Maybe they closed the window. Maybe they meant to, they forgot, you know, they had a kind of a change of heart at last minute and they just needed another nudge. Well, this is the nudge, right? For them, like, hey, you forgot to, you know, select your time to call. And then this link takes them right where they can actually book a call. Okay. It doesn't take them to the survey again. So they have to waste all the time doing that. No, it takes them directly to the call. Again, super, super powerful. And the landing page is, uh, I believe this is just a calend- Calendly, I don't know how you pronounce it, but where you can just go on and um, and book whatever um, whatever calls you want in particular. Okay. All right. So let's talk about low intent. All right. So this is um, what everyone thinks of, I think, when, when we imagine most advertising, right? It's targeted at low intent. Again, this is the hardest to make work. I'm just going to show you ex- some examples of, of ads that I do like. And then we can go from there. Okay, so this one is actually a LinkedIn ad um, from Bamboo HR, you know, HR professionals. Here's everything you need to know to build culture like a pro, right? Free guide to company culture. Again, make it really easy to download. Um, When we talk about a lead magnet, this is the perfect example of a lead magnet, right? This is people are actually looking at what we're offering right here and saying, hey, you know, um, I am an HR professional and I want to help build a great culture. Perfect. Right. I have no idea what their conversion rates are on this. Um, I think I would probably redo some of the copy, you know, make it a bit stronger, um, tap more into emotion. But all in all, it's pretty good as a lead magnet. What's cool about this one is then it actually directs to a form right within LinkedIn so people don't actually have to leave the website at all. Um, You don't have to worry about landing page loading or mobile friendliness. I mean, the conversion itself happens right within LinkedIn, which is awesome. Okay. Now, um, again, we are in the thick of political season right now. So the next example I have is from the Mike Bloomberg campaign. Again, this is not an endorsement of any sort of any candidate in any party. Um, I just want to sort of see what different candidates are doing. And I've done this for candidates on both sides. Um, But if you look at these ads, I think one of the things that's really interesting is it shows how they're doing some A-B testing with different ad copy, right? So there's three ads that all have the same video. They all have the same um, title and call to action, right? Trump broke his promise on healthcare, learn more. But the actual ad copy itself is different, right? So the first one is learn how Donald Trump has hurt our healthcare. All right. Um, the second one is Trump broke his promise to protect our healthcare by one, raising premiums, two, raising drug prices, and three, putting pre-existing conditions at work, you know, and the third example is Donald Trump has hurt our health care. It's time for a change, right? So what they're doing is they're using the same video, right? That has these three reasons why Trump in in their mind has hurt our healthcare. Um and then they're just sort of um, you know, comparing different, uh, different pieces of copy. So overall, I mean, I think this could be a very effective ad, but here's uh, where it kind of falls apart for me is when you click on the link, it lands on this page. It says Trump failed to deliver on his promises, but it really doesn't have anything about healthcare right? If someone actually engaged with this ad, with the Mike Bloomberg ad about healthcare, they probably want to know like, okay, what are Mike's solutions for healthcare? Like how has Trump really failed? Like are drug prices up? Are they down? Like you need to give people some more information. Instead, they just send them to a generic page where it's like, you know, raise money for Mike. And so I think that's a huge miss because people are already, by clicking on the ad, they're saying, okay, I'm interested in Mike and I'm interested in Mike's approach to healthcare, but then they don't ever sort of get what they want, they just get sent to, in my mind, not that great landing page. So I think there was some huge opportunity there um, that the Bloomberg campaign uh, missed. Now, if you're listening to this much later than 2020, um, actually, I think at the time of this recording, even then Mike has had dropped out and stopped his ad spend. Um, you know, I don't think uh, a simple landing page update would have helped him much, but you know, you never know, right, there's some opportunity there. Okay, and then the last example I wanna give right here is one for a project that we work on called Mix Academy. So it is an online training course. Um, that teaches people how to mix live audio. So like concerts and churches and bars and clubs, things like that. Basically how to how to mix a band and make it sound good. Um, so the ad's pretty simple. We've actually run this ad for a long time. It works great. Learn how to make your drum sound awesome in the PA. Sign up for the free email course. Um, you know, your live drum tones suck, right, is the, the headline there. A um, little bit of emotion. People bristle at that a little bit. Then it just directs them to this landing page where there's the opportunity to sign up. You know, it says get the course, little countdown timer, six emails over six days, you know, kick mic and EQ techniques, stair, uh, snare, mic, tom, etc. right? All of this for free. Um, this converts very well. Um, I think at its peak, it was around a dollar per lead. I think it's a bit higher now, but generally that's really, really good. I mean, it's a cheap uh, way to build an email list for sure. And then those people are sold the mix academy course and software and uh, many of them end up buying. So yeah, so that's an example of a very low intent audience and how we um, have made that work. So um, with that, if you have any questions, comments, uh, want to work with us, check out Analytive A-N-A-L-Y-T-I-V-E dot com. There's a form there you can submit and myself or one of our team will be glad to reach out to you. Um, thank you, yes, for your, your time. Uh, and uh, as always, it's a, a pleasure to get to talk about digital advertising. Thanks a time, Bye.